You've just tuned into Beyond Your Past, part of the Mental Health News Radio Network. Welcome back to Beyond Your Past, the podcast that focuses on inspiring you to move forward from what's been holding you back in life. Each week, we talk with clinicians, coaches, mental health advocates, and those who've overcome tremendous odds and now use their journey to encourage you throughout yours. I'm Matt Pappas, Certified Coach and NLP Master Practitioner, alongside Joanne Cipressi, Author, Certified Coach, and Hypnotherapist. In addition to talking with amazing guests on the show, we share practical tips and insightful strategies that empower and encourage you to break free from anxiety, self-doubt, and the negative mindsets that keep you stuck. This is your place to feel validated and encouraged as you take your life back and live free from your past. Hey, greetings, friend, and welcome back to the podcast. Before we get started, we want to pause and thank our incredible sponsors, INLP Center, offering a world-class online neuro-linguistic programming and life coach training to people in over 70 countries. If you've ever considered becoming a coach or simply want more information on their programs, just head over to inlpcenter.org. And to Daily Recovery Support, interactive daily group calls in a safe atmosphere for survivors of complex trauma, equipping you with the skills and information you can use every single day in your healing journey. Learn more about this affordable resource and get signed up at cptsdfoundation.org. So today, our guest on this episode of the podcast is an icon in the entertainment industry whose career includes the bold and the beautiful, passions, one life to live, and more. Andrea Evans joins Joanne to talk about her role as co-executive producer on a documentary that explores the casting couch in a wake of the fallout from the Harvey Weinstein and Bill Cosby events. Andrea talks about the idea for Rocking the Couch and how it actually came to be and why she decided to undertake this project and shed light on what really goes on so often on the casting couch. She talks about the experience of making this movie, including the stories involved of the women who came forward to break their silence about this form of sexual violence and also the struggles because so many are afraid even now to still speak up and share their experience and understandably so, given the industry and the people it can potentially affect, not the least of which, of course, being families and their career. Andrea shares how especially vulnerable aspiring actors are when they are new to the entertainment industry and trying to make it in a world they've never experienced previously. Because there isn't a clear-cut path to the entertainment industry, new actors are left to their own devices to explore the process and make it on their own, all the while having no idea what's really involved until they're confronted with it. There's so much more on our chat with Andrew Evans, including the hope that by watching this movie, more people will be aware of what really can go on, and hopefully this can be a step in the right direction of raising awareness and empowering survivors of sexual assault to reach out for help and share their story. So let's join that chat with Joanne and Andrea Evans, starting right now. Hello, Andrea, and thank you for joining us on Beyond Your Path. When I was younger, I used to watch you as Tina Lord on One Life to Live. I remember when you left Landview, and it was quite disappointing for me. So Aww, I, thank you. That's sweet. <laughs> yeah. So before we get into what your current project is, can you give us a little bit of what you've been doing since you left Landview? Oh, my gosh. Which time that I left Landview? <laughs> <laughs> true. I Landview. That is true. You did leave, but when you finally left, like the very last time, you know? Well, the very last time I left was like in 2011 or something like that. And because um, I'd come back to the show after an 18 year absence, um, 
and had come back. And uh, since then, I mean, because in between, I did The Bold and the Beautiful for many years, The Young and the Restless, uh, Passions, a lot of movies, a lot of theater. Um, wow. I've just been busy, but, you know, doing doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, a lot, a lot of different acting, a lot of different yeah. acting skills. Yeah, I think I saw you at the last one. That's, you know, before the the earlier versions of you, I, I was watching on YouTube. <laughs> you know, but It's funny how you can now catch up with everything on old television shows, like from the very beginning on YouTube, you know, and just watch the whole thing. It's amazing how that works. It is so fascinating. So I'm curious, do you yeah. ever watch yourself? Do you ever go back and watch your old episodes? I have watched some, but I have to tell you a funny story about that. When my daughter, who's going to be 15 next month, when she was like, one or two years old I was doing uh, the bold and the beautiful I think at the time or, or passions I'm not sure which but I would go on YouTube when she would get cranky because her favorite thing to watch was an old episode of the bold and the beautiful in German <laughs> for some reason she loved this it made her smile she loved to watch it and it would calm her down so I watched that one episode in German I don't know how many times <laughs> no, you did the scenes, so were you able to understand what they were saying? <laughs> I, I didn't actually remember the scenes, so no. <laughs> and also the funny thing is, you know, as you can probably tell, I have kind of a high squeaky voice, and they, in Germany, they gave me this low, you know, sultry voice. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, so it was always funny to me, too, but, but she used to love that. Yeah, you know, they do have that type of voice, too, that it just makes you, like, smile. You know, I mean, the, the, the tones of their language just make you smile. So that's really interesting. <laughs> yeah, and it's always interesting when you get dubbed in other countries to hear what voice they give you. Because I, I guess as an actor, you selfishly think they're going to try to imitate your voice. But no, they don't. <laughs> yeah, that must have been so weird watching you with a whole totally different tone of voice. You know, yeah, well, I wish I had that voice. It was actually much more pleasant. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go and find the episode now. <laughs> oh, well, there's tons see. of them because you know, Bold and Beautiful is huge overseas, so you can catch old clips of Bold and Beautiful in pretty much every language there is out there. So it's it's very interesting that way. That's very exciting. And there's something exciting going on in your life right now. You recently are have been. Um, a part of a new movie that is currently playing on Amazon. So um, can you tell us a little bit about that movie and your involvement of Rocking the Couch? Uh, yes, uh, most definitely. I am uh, one of the three executive producers of this documentary called Rocking the Couch. And um, I'm, I'm very, very proud of it. It's really my first foray into being an executive producer. And um, I just kind of lunged completely into it. It's been a year's worth of work. And um, it was a fascinating time to, to to produce a movie. And I think the subject being so topical, which is why we did it. And we tried to do it as fast as we could to make sure we were doing it while the story was still very topical. Um, it's about the casting couch in Hollywood and um, the term, the casting couch. And um, what happened is my, uh, my very dear friend and co-executive producer and director of the documentary, uh, Min Collins, who, by the way, directed me in a movie about uh, one of the movies I did after One Life to Live, which we were talking about, a movie called Hit List. And we've been fast friends ever since. We were meeting for coffee when the whole Harvey Weinstein, Bill Cosby thing was right at the, you know, right at their peak in the news. It was constantly, constantly in the news. 
And we just kind of saying, you know, somebody's going to make a great documentary about that. And we just kind of looked at each other and just kind of said, well, okay, let's do it. And we did. And then, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I remember when the whole Harvey Weinstein came out. It was, mm -hmm. I mean, and it's still having a major impact on our society. Um, oh, absolutely. The Too, yeah, and the Me Too movement is so um, important, you know, to to our mm -hmm. society too. So this movie you're creating is, I, I mean, have created is so, so timely and so important. And people really need to see, you know, what happened on the casting couch. So can you share with us some of that discussion that you had when that day when you decided that you could, you should create a movie about the casting couch? Well, we, um, as two people who had been in the industry a long time, um, mm -hmm. a lot of what we wanted to do was to explore the term the casting couch because our kind of our point about it was casting couch is a term that's been around forever about Hollywood. And if you had a room full of 100 people and you said, mentioned the casting couch, people would know what that meant. 99 of them would know what that meant and would laugh. Yeah, and it's not funny. You know, these yes. women and, and sometimes men, you know, have been mm -hmm. faced to make, you know, have had to make horrible decisions about whether they're, they pursue their lifelong dreams or not, yes. you know, and yes. it's, um, it's a horrible thing. And so we kind of wanted to explore how our industry became the one industry that had this term because uh, sexual abuse and harassment occurs in pretty much every line of work. And, yes. um, I wanted to explore it, how it happened, how how it really is in Hollywood. We didn't want just these flashy A-list stars talking about how, you know, they didn't know what was going on, which is not true because everybody knew what was going on. Yeah. And um, how it became so prevalent and and explore the stories of people that may not be as well known. And, and in the main focus of our documentary, which was a case which took place in 1992, um, the Wallace K case, to explore how you know, 12 brave women came forward um, and actually convicted this guy and nobody paid attention. Yeah, I never heard of that story before. So this is news to me. So, well, I was in Hollywood working in 1992 and I had never heard of it either. And I was oh, right wow. here. Um, I think that says a lot about how pe nobody paid attention. And maybe if people had paid attention, we wouldn't have had your Harvey Weinsteins. We wouldn't have had these other situations. Yeah, it, to me, it sounds like they were protecting the image of Hollywood by not giving this the exposure it needed at the time. I don't know if Probably. protecting the image of Hollywood or it had just become so accepted and so so ordinary in a way. And we also bring up the fact that we, you know, as actors, we have nobody to turn to when this sort of thing happens. The only place we had to turn to was our unions and our unions yes. were not protecting us. Now, they have, in their defense, they have put more measures in place to try to protect actors. But at the time, the unions just told them to get on with their lives and forget about it. That seems to be the typical response that happened in a lot of industries in the past, too. Yeah, I think that's what you see changing. I think mm -hmm. social mores, yeah. Yeah, society has changed. We are now paying attention to what mostly women, there are some men, too, that, mm -hmm. um, that this happens to clearly. And um, yeah, but but mostly women and people wouldn't pay attention. It's like rape victims. It's like the rape victim was almost put on trial for the crime more 
than the person that was actually on trial for the crime. So I think the way society yeah. has looked at sex crimes and things like this has very much changed. And I think the Me Too movement, Time's Up, and social media are very much at the heart of this. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um, when I was younger, I dabbled in the um, entertainment industry a little bit and mm-hmm. went on like a few auditions and stuff like that. And I even heard the term, the casting couch back, you know, mm-hmm. this is when, in like 1993. So, it, it mm-hmm. you know, this has been a term, like even people who were not deep into the industry that heard of it, you know, and it was something right. that we, that we just knew that, and we knew that these things happened on them. And I remember as a little girl, not little girl, as a teenage girl, being afraid to even, right. of this happening to me, you know, when I right. was just like, Seeing if I was even interested in this stuff. I remember being fearful of that. So, you know, I hope a movie like this and the Me Too movement and all this stuff can help women and men feel safer when they're going through, you know, these vulnerable auditions. I, and I think what we stress in the documentary, too, is um, uh, why it did happen to some people, why it didn't happen to others. And I think it is most prevalent on people just coming to town, the people that are trying to get their foot in the door and don't yeah. really know which way to go. You know, if you want to be a lawyer, there's a direct path in how you become a lawyer. You have to get past the LSAT. You have to go to law school. You have to pass mm-hmm. the bar. You have, Or if you want to be a doctor, there's a definite path in how you have to go. There is not a definite path for getting into the entertainment industry. So you are kind of left to your own to try to figure out how to do that. And I think that's where the danger lies because people take advantage of that situation. So you get an extremely ambitious girl who comes to town, wants to pursue her career, doesn't really know which way to turn, meets someone who seems, you know, affable, seems like they could help her, wants to talk to her. And that's how those situations can happen. So we're also hoping that the documentary is a bit of a cautionary tale that people can watch and learn. You know, hey, you know, if you are in that situation, don't go to drinks with them. Don't meet them in mm-hmm. a hotel. You know, um, try yeah, to I, take care of yourself. Yeah, I remember the one scene from the movies. I did, you know, was able to see um, mostly the movie. It, there was a scene about a woman who was being um, the agent, I believe, was given her appointments to go and have uh, drinks with all of these right. different producers. And that was right. part, part of what was happening in Hollywood at that time. And she was one of these newer, vulnerable ones who right. didn't know anything in the industry. Yeah. So um, that woke my mind up to what is, right. you know, that woke me up to what was going on in, in Hollywood yeah. at that time. Too. She's getting, she's reaching out to somebody. This is her supposed agent, who's, mm-hmm. you know, pretty much making her an escort as opposed to getting her work as an actor. You know, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I remember watching those scenes. I'm like, what is going on? She seems like an escort. It's exactly what I was thinking. And then it came out what was really going on. And I applaud these women in our documentary who came forward and told their stories. You know, because these are not easy stories to tell. And, um, you know, so to open up and to tell them on on camera. In fact, we have one woman in there who, who we do not reveal her identity. She originally did her interview in front of the camera, let us use her name, but then she asked us afterwards if we could please uh, either edit her out or disguise her identity because she had not spoken to her family. And um, she didn't want them to have to hear this story um, at all. 
so, you know, so we honored her request and, um, you know, disguised her identity. Yeah, you know, that's a good point you bring up, too, is because it is a, it's extremely vulnerable um, sharing your story, especially in front of the whole world. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Do you can you share with us how any of these um, actresses are dealing with that? You know, it's interesting because in talking to um, many of my different friends, I was trying to you know see who would be willing to talk, even, even yeah. though we chose artistically not to name names. Um, Mm -hmm. we, you know, hoping that would also make it a little easier for them. And, um, a lot of people just did not want to talk. I, I, and I can't, I have to tell you, I don't think I spoke to a single actress friend who did not have stories. They just didn't want to talk. They weren't willing to talk. Uh, the ones who were, I think it was clear they really wanted to, they wanted to get this off their shoulders. They wanted to talk about it. And, you know, and actually afterwards, said it felt good. I think it was part of the healing process for them. Um, we were very careful, though, because um, my two uh, fellow producers, um, Jerry and Min, and also the cameraman and Min directed it. I mean, they're all men. So I wanted <laughs> okay. to make sure that I was on set every time one of these women had to tell their stories, because I wanted them to feel comfortable, know there was a woman there that could understand what they were talking about. Uh, not that the men weren't understanding, but, you know, I am a woman and I am a woman in the entertainment industry. So I totally get what they were saying and what they were talking about. And I think that was helpful for them, too. At least I like to think so. And um, afterwards, you know, they've all told me that it felt good. It felt good to tell their story. It was very freeing. I'm glad you were in the room with them because, you know, even when women are abused in other types of situations, you know, when they go to a police station, you know, to report, they always bring a woman mm-hmm. in the room. There's a woman, you know, and so you did the right thing yeah. there. That was, that was very um, insightful of you. And it it is extremely freeing. Yeah, no, I said, that was just my instinct. I was trying to put myself into their shoes and I would have wanted a woman there to be telling this story in a room full of men would be very difficult. You know, it's difficult enough. But you exactly. want to feel that somebody understands. And again, it's not that they're not understanding. It's just that they're men, you know, it's and yeah. um, so you might feel a little funny about it. And it might be a little easier, especially when these things happen by men at the time, you know, so yeah, of, course, of course, it's going to be uncomfortable. So, that, yeah, that was very insightful of you. Um, yeah. And releasing this, t- telling your story is very liberating and you know with this podcast that we do we interview and talk to a lot of people who've been through abuse and you know that's a common theme is you know talking about it it is it is part of the healing process and even Mm -hmm. hearing other stories of other people like you're sharing on rocking the couch that is very healing for people to watch and you know i'm very excited that we are able to share rocking the couch with our audience, because I think this movie is going to be able to have um, an impact on, you know, our audience and other people, you know, because it, you know, they know that they're not alone, that this is stuff has been happening to other people. Um, So I thank you very much for brainstorming this movie and then making it a reality. Is there anything else you would like to share about this movie? Well, um, I just hope people do enjoy it. I hope, as you say, I hope, you know, that would be wonderful if some people feel 
a sort of healing process from watching it and um, mm-hmm. know that they are not alone. Uh, because as I said, you know, this this is not a problem just for the entertainment industry. I think perhaps yeah. we were, it was just so blatant within our industry and so mm-hmm. prevalent within our industry. Um, but yeah. it, it yeah. certainly exists in every line of work. And I think, yeah. you know, if women can see this and maybe get some kind of strength from it, or men who have been, you know, abused this way, and mm-hmm. um, it makes them feel better, I, I would be thrilled with that. And I would also be thrilled if they use it as a cautionary tale, you know, to, to watch out. Because the best way, and what we all hope, is that nobody has to heal from something because maybe it was able to be prevented in the first place. Now, where, I know this movie is on uh, Amazon, right? So it's there at Amazon Prime, and it's, it's doing very well. I'm proud to say I'm very, very happy about that. Yeah, that's what I was about to ask. Yeah, so you, how's the response been? How have have the reviews been good for this movie? The reviews have been great. We've been flooded with reviews, um, and they they're all pretty positive. I think we're rated a four point six or four point seven out of five, which is really good. Congratulations! That Thank you, fun. and a lot of people. And we just went worldwide as well. So um, oh. I've been doing a lot of interviews for Australia and, and the UK and different different places. So um, yeah, people can watch it on Amazon, all over the place. So please, I and I tell please, I'm telling your viewers now, please watch it. And if you have any comments, let us know. And we are also in the process now of figuring out our next one because this one has been so successful. So if people have any ideas on what they'd like to see us rock next, let us know. May I say one more thing? I forgot to mention earlier when you were asking me, you can also catch me on a series on Amazon Prime right now, which is called The Bay. So, um, oh, okay. So please, Very exciting. tell your audience to tune in there as well. Okay. Um, when did that start? Well, the show's been going on for five years, I think. I just came on this last season, which is... Okay. Season, no, four years, because I'm season four. So um, I started coming on in season four. So I'm definitely going to have to watch it. (laughs) Oh, please do. Please do. Thanks for listening to Beyond Your Past, part of the Mental Health News Radio Network. Information shared on this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only. Nothing on this podcast should supersede the direction of a medical doctor or any mental health professional. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe on your favorite podcasting app and leave us a review. We would sure appreciate it. Also, please consider sharing this episode with someone who may find it helpful. If you would like more information on working with Matt as your coach, just head over to beyondyourpast.com and schedule your free one-hour chat. If you'd like to learn more about working with Joanne as your coach, please check out joannesuppressi.com and contact her for more information. We're always on the lookout for new guests. If you're interested in joining us on an upcoming episode, Just head over to beyondyourpastradio.com and contact us. We'd love to hear from you. Talk to you soon.